0: Welcome back. Today I'm going to be speaking with John T. Marks. He's the author of Hiram's Way, Meditations on the Masonic Path to Enlightenment, published by Lewis Masonic. Now, John T. himself has been described as a devotional Mason, uh, not a term that I've heard before, but one that obviously reflects his lifelong interest in the spiritual And spirituality both Eastern and Western and uh, an interest that has taken him across the globe to mosques, temples, synagogues, churches, teachers and teachings of both Eastern and Western traditions. Jonti was born in London and over the last quarter of a century has lived in Great Britain, Zambia, Kenya and he became a Freemason in Nairobi in 1990. John T. Marks, thanks for joining us.
1: It's my pleasure, thanks thanks for having me. It's a oh, great no. honor to talk to you, actually. I've been reading your your biographies as well, which is quite
0: <laughs> impressive. Oh, great, I'm glad to hear it. Mm. Now, you've been described as a de- devotional uh, Mason, so we're gonna discuss what is devotional Masonry and we'll look at more of the uh, spiritual side of Freemasonry uh, today. But perhaps you could just uh, give us an overview of um, your work. You're the author of uh, quite a few books on the sort of more esoteric spiritual side of Freemasonry. Perhaps you could just give us a little bit of your background and how that came to be.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, the thing is, I'm, you know, I've, I mean, I've, obviously, I've read books about Freemasonry. I've been interested in the origins of Freemasonry, but it struck me quite early on that there's a lot of a lot of supposition goes on around the uh, origins of Freemasonry, and, right. and people like to impose. Their own particular beliefs, or um, you know, kind of romances on 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 where we come from, and I, I don't know. I I felt like I wanted to look more at what Freemasonry can do for us now, rather than what Freemasonry has been. Not you know, not to discount histor- you know people who are exploring the historical aspects of Freemasonry. Sure,
0: not,
1: not at all. I think that's re- you know, it's all really interesting and really valuable, but. For me i've always been interested in well you know what does freemasonry give me or give us today that we can bring to our lives um i guess the devotional thing you know i mean i've always been interested in world religions i've always you know in my young days i guess i was a seeker after truth i went to explored all sorts of religions i studied world religions at college um i've always had this sense of Believing in a deity of some sort, uh, you know how how I um, sort of think about that has changed over the years. I suppose with my mm-hmm. expanding and my experience, but you know I, I still do. I still have a very kind of firmly held faith in something. um So you know, I, I guess I guess that's where the description of me as a devotional Mason comes from. I mean, yeah. you know, that 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 phrase comes from a book review. Um,
0: oh, okay. You
1: know. But, I did. I did a series of. Well, I've done a couple of books um, of sort of meditations based around the Psalms. Just you know, not. They're not. They're not um, based on the Psalms, really, if you like. But they're they're sort of. You know, each Psalm was a springboard for some sort of. I don't know. Masonic thought, if you okay, like. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was. It was the review of one of those. The second half of that. I think that that somebody called me a devotional mason, which, you know, I suppose that's about the best description I've heard. I don't know if I'd use it myself fully, but I I am a Freemason who's interested in how, how we, how we uh, implement this sense of, of brotherhood in the world, you know, with everyone, not, not just fellow Masons, but with everyone, because if we're, if we're, if we're brothers to each other, then we must be brothers to everyone. Otherwise it doesn't mean anything. Right.
0: Um,
1: you know, so, so, you know, this basic, uh, Um, kind of bedrock of our belief that that we are brothers under the fatherhood of god which you know again i mean all of those words can be picked apart we can use any other formula of words that we like you know we can we can um but but those are the ones we use because i suppose convention allows us to to carry certain concepts with that but so so let's use them but you know this idea of brotherhood under the fatherhood of god is 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 our our bedrock as freemasons Mm -hmm. and and so all my work i suppose is just exploring that and the Mm -hmm. implication of that you know for our daily lives
0: sure sure and just looking at your website masonicmeditations.com and right at the top you have a square encompasses the masonic symbol obviously and then in the middle you have um uh, one of the sort of chakra flowers and in the middle of that there's a, a Figure meditating which I guess could be a Buddha or it could be uh, Just a regular person meditating. So how, yeah, how does that connect to Freemasonry? Well again, it's it's sort of a
1: personal expression of something sure. I mean, you know, the the, the, the sim that the person in the middle man woman whatever is so, you know that's a, that's a sim, very strong and easy to understand symbol of somebody meditating. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know the the, the lotus flower. Well, that, you know that has all sorts of symbolism in terms of um, you know sort of rising above above the world and and being of it and I mean being part of it, but sort of separate from it. I suppose you know the the mm-hmm. the sort of eastern connotations of, of the lotus. Yeah. Um, you know. and it, it, Stands for the sun and and enlightenment and all sorts of things like that. So I don't know. It's 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 something that just appealed to me really. It felt sure. I felt like it kind of said what I was about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, were you a practitioner of Buddhism at one point? Because you mentioned that you were involved with different sort of spiritual traditions. Or
1: well, no, actually. But I mean, Buddhism is is something that I've uh, you know. I've, it's hard to say. I still I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist. Um, I've not overly been, uh, you know, used Buddhist practices. I mean, mm-hmm. strangely enough, I've been more closer more closely aligned to Hindu practices. Oh, because,
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, because well, just because again, it's about devotion. You see, from, yeah. From the understanding of Buddhism is that is that there isn't necessarily um, an object of devotion unless it's Buddha himself. But you know, right. I, I like I like I like a god. Yeah. So, you know, hin- Hinduism has mm-hmm. suited me, and I, you know, and I, I, when I was growing up in Nairobi at around the age of eighteen or something, I sort of had my first encounter with the Hare Krishnas.
0: Right.
1: And that, you know, and that's been kind of, you know, I, I was never a member of the Hare Krishnas, but but it's it's been a strong association all my life, and and right. you
0: know,
1: when, when I when I feel a sense of devotion, I can feel it for Christ, I can feel it for Krishna, I can feel it for. You know all sorts of forms or manifestations or you know um, representations of, of the divine,
0: if mm, you like.
1: But sure. in a way, those are strong forms of Buddhism. I, I mean, I think I said to someone else that Buddhism for me has always been you know, I'm sort of more interested in how you become a Buddha than how you become a Buddhist, because right, all, yeah. the, all those stories in a way we have we have stories of the divine coming to earth, but but Buddha story of buddha is is a for me is a story of a man attaining divinity in a way you know or attaining perfection
0: right right and that's
1: what i'm interested in so if i have an interest in in the buddha that's kind of what it is as a as a you know as an example of what we can be as a as a a place to aim for i suppose
0: yeah 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 it's a, a man affecting himself in some respects yeah. spiritually. And yeah. and if if I'm not mistaken that that is the uh um uh that that's the, the theme of your uh, latest book, uh Hiram's Way, Meditations on the uh, on the Masonic Path to Enlightenment. So perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about the book and what inspired you to write it and uh what you're aiming at there. Mm, sure.
1: I mean, the funny thing is, actually, I'd I'd started a different book, um, and in fact, weirdly, I think it was a, it's a book that's not dissimilar to your latest book because it, because it oh, it, okay. it, was, it was sort of focusing on the on on this question of how to be a man. Yeah. You know. You know the the the, the archetypes of manhood and the and the way to be a man in the you know in the twenty first century, yeah. when, when so many of our you know the, the, our sort of uh, learned ways of being a man are are no longer helpful for us right so i'd actually i'd actually started writing that book i hadn't got very far but but um and then and then i was talking to martin at at lewis masonic and and he had an idea about something else in fact i was trying to sell him some of my other books while and he said well actually how would you like to write one for us and and so we talked about what it would be, and he was quite keen on this idea of, of looking at our rituals and our lectures and things, and, and taking the sort of teachings of them, if you like, you know, the, the, all the things that suggested ways that a Master Mason should be, and thinking about where they lead. Right. Um, so in other words, you know, considering, you know, I think he and I both share this sense that, you know, Freemasonry is is a... Is a path that an individual can follow to, obviously, to make make themselves better people. I mean, that's that's what I think we all understand about Freemasonry that we're trying to make ourselves better people. But yeah. where, where, you know, what is the actual end of that path? How, how you know, how much better do you, do you have to get before you have have got to the end of that path? And of course, as with any spiritual path, the end of it is, is perfection. Mm-hmm. you know, I mean if again, if we can use that word you know perhaps it's buddhahood or you know discovering that that spiritual nature within ourselves, fully realizing that um so so Hiram's way is about following the masonic path to its to its logical conclusion and sort of considering what that might look like you know and as I've said before that that doesn't in any way imply that. I've done that, but simply, you know, while on the path, you know, one, one can look ahead, one one can look up, you know. If you if you use the symbolism of a of a mountain, then, hmm. you know, it's, it is possible to look up at the peak of a mountain from the from the valley and and you know pick out the path and see where you're going and understand that you're you're heading for that peak without necessarily having having got there quite yourself. And you know, right. it's it's very important that that you know no one gets you know i don't want anyone to get the idea that i feel like i've I've got to that peak i'm just i'm just another another guy trying to get there you know just walking the path as we all are you know Mm so anyway but that that was the idea behind behind the book this sense of you know where does this masonic path lead and and knowing where it could lead obviously makes it easier to follow i think because it gives us a clearer sense of, of of where we want to be so
0: Right, yeah. So when you compare it to um, Buddhist enlightenment, uh, I kind of get in the feeling that uh, that you feel that Freemasonry, in a sense, is a kind of, um, it's, it's, you know, comparable to, uh, to other spiritual traditions, maybe more uh, esoteric traditions, uh, I don't know, like Tantra or uh, Sufism or something like that and um you know it, it, and obviously in freemasonry uh, you can be uh, any religion um at least any ma- any one of the major religions anyway i'm sure it differs from jurisdiction to jurisdiction uh so how how da- how does freemasonry compare to or at least the, the masonic path to enlightenment uh, how would that compare to say sufism or tantra um very short answer to that is i don't really
1: know okay. but um the i guess you see the thing is for me i mean you know I, 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 what i what i've learned is to try and avoid labels really because, right. because you know assume, any word that we use excludes all the other words that we could have used right um, you know so and and that's that's where we start getting division i mean one of my favorite words of course is is when it comes to these things is ineffable which you know that which cannot really be expressed in words yeah and it's, and it, so, you know, I think any path uh, followed fully and properly and with heart will lead us to the same place. That's that's the thing. Yeah. And he, these are all about choices. These are all about finding the one that suits you. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could we could we could follow the path of Buddhism or Hinduism or Christianity or or you know any any of these paths that lead us to ourselves yeah you know so so for me the outer form is not so different i mean one of the nice things about freemasonry is that it doesn't actually impose any sense of of what the outer form should be it allows allows us to to sort of cloak our journey if you like in any way that we in any any way that suits us but it but it does hold out for us this great sense of 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 unity so you know, in a, in a way, I guess that's why I've ended up being a Freemason and thinking about things like that in Masonic terms. Is because it frees me a lot from from the dogma and and label that attend many other systems. You know, not 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 that it's free of dogma and you know prejudice and all sorts of things. Um, it's funny, but just before we, we we started this call, I was looking at. My Instagram account, and you know, daily I'm, I'm getting trolls and comments about Satanism and right, of course. <laughs> you know, so so it's not you know everything's gonna uh, seems to upset somebody somewhere at some point. But oh yeah, know, I, the point the point is about Freemasonry. It's very it's very broad. It's a very very kind of broad church. In that in that it allows us to to have our own beliefs to to. You know Express those in any ways that we think, but yeah it focuses totally on the way we behave in the world and for me you know through all my kind of lifelong study of religions and, and religious practices that's every, everything comes down to that it doesn't matter what you believe it matters how you act and yeah. you know and, and Freemasonry is a very it's, it's kind of quite a baggage free path I find Mm, mm-hmm. in you know to a lot. So, you know, and I just find it suits me. I'm somebody, somebody who likes language and the dignity of language. You know, I studied Shakespeare and all this sort of thing. Mm. I, li- I like the kind of slightly old-fashionedness of, of Masonic ritual mm. language like that. So, you know, I'm just aware that I don't think it's better than any, any other path or that it's more effective or anything like that. I'm just aware it suits me
0: at the moment. So, sure, sure, that,
1: it's as simple as that, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, you know I mentioned Sufism and Tantra, and, and I should probably say that uh, you know there are Sufi Freemasons, and there are Hindu Freemasons, and Christian Freemasons, and Buddhist Freemasons, and uh, and and uh, and so on. Well, I mean,
1: you know, I, mm-hmm. I was initiated into Freemasonry in, in Nairobi, in Kenya.
0: Right. Yes.
1: You know, you couldn't you couldn't have had a more uh, kind of racially and religiously diverse Lodge than the one I was initiated into really so.
0: Oh really? Well uh, uh, just uh, tell us a little bit about that. I know uh, Kipling made uh, similar comments with his Lodge, but so what, yeah, what, what yeah, kind we'll to, of, yeah. You know,
1: I, I, it's hard to think of, of, of you know, good things to say about, about colonialism and imperialism, but, right. but but, you know, and there's a lot wrong with it, but in terms of Freemasonry, it has left us in many places with this incredible legacy of, of mm-hmm. unity between races and you know in Kenya in tribes who may not always have, have found common ground. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I think I've told the story a few times, but you know I mean I was initiated in a lodge, you know in the days when two deacons conducted the candidate, I was initiated and, and kind of walked between. A Hindu and a and a Sikh mm. to to you know, to a to, a, to a, a a Muslim senior warden, I think, at the time, because he became master the next year. I mean, he was the first Muslim ma- master of a Scottish lodge in Nairobi and stuff. Mm. So you know, and there were there were members of different Kenyan tribes there, you know, who you know. I I'd like to think things have moved on. It was a long time ago now, but at the time, sure. so, there was still a sort of history of slight animosity, shall we say, between between. Um, and tribes and things, but but not, right. not not in the lodge, not amongst Freemasons. And it, you know, right. it was a great thing. I loved it. I loved it. It was one of the things I loved most about it. You yeah. know, and, the, and 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 the, the presence of several uh, holy books on 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 the um, on the you know in front of the on the master's pedestal mm. was something I really loved and appreciated as well. So yeah,
0: and,
1: and, you know, that, for me that's always been one of the major features of Freemasonry. That, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Tra- those things yeah and what were the holy books that were on on the altar when you were initiated into freemasonry
1: um obviously there was the bible yeah that, that's the one i took my obligation on but there mm-hmm. was a Guru Granth sahib there was a, a, a quran a bhagavad gita um i don't know what else i think that i think m- m- those were the main ones yeah because that basically reflected
0: the people we had in the lodge. Right, right. In in my lodge, we put the Bible, Torah, Quran, and Bhagavad mm. Gita. We might put the Dhammapada on mm-hmm. the altar as well, I'm not sure. Mm. But se- several, I mean, that's fairly unusual, obviously, usually it's yeah, the yeah, Bible. Course, but, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, some lodges are doing that, which, which kind of um, uh, suggests uh, that uh, the, the Freemasonry is a, is a tradition in a sort of, sense of rene gain on and he's a fairly um, controversial thinker and personally I find his writing more than a little bit dull but uh, but I think his idea uh, that you know the the, the different um, main uh, traditions spiritual traditions are in some way a reflection of a primordial spiritual tradition is mm, is yeah. a kind of good one and um you know I don't know about you but one of the things that I find interesting about freemasonry uh you 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 were mentioning that uh these sort of wrong historical interpretations uh which mm. is you know definitely true it gets a uh, Fre- mm. freemasons origin gets attributed to everything but yeah. it it's it's still kind of fascinating that yeah yeah that when you look at you know uh, spiritual traditions across the globe whether it's Sufism or Tantra or um, Christian mysticism or the Kabbalah or alchemy. So somehow Freemasonry looks a lot like it, even Mm. though they don't really look that much like each other. Uh, But that's going off at a tangent. Um, But uh, perhaps uh, perhaps you could just describe uh, the the Masonic path to enlightenment, because it probably uh, some people listening to this uh, don't really have any uh, or, or don't have very much understanding of Freemasonry at all, might be wondering, you know, what is it you do in a lodge, or what, what happens in a ritual, or what what's the path?
1: Well, you know, the, the, I always find it slightly strange, because Freemasonry is described, you know, the, our rituals are described as a series of, of morality plays that kind of teach us things. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, certainly within the English lodges, that's not wholly true, because actually the rituals are more about the rituals. There isn't a separate section of a ritual that, that actually has a moment of morality <laughs>
0: you
1: know, you know, it's, there's, not, there's not a little side bit where there's a morality play that teaches a particular lesson
0: right
1: i guess I guess you know maybe maybe the lectures on the tracing boards could be described as as kind of moral moments, or although mm-hmm. know, kind of, I don't know the charges after after each degree, but it's not they're not really um, morality plays, are they? They're just they're just um, kind of formal moments of 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 you know kind of being shown what the next thing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, the Masonic path, like any other path, like all the other paths, is completely internal. It is you know, but as I said earlier, for, for me, the, the thing is that, that Masonry masonry's path is is less encumbered with with other baggage and clearly it starts from this very basic and simple point that you know we have some kind of divine parent let's say and mm-hmm. we all its children and and therefore we are all related and all one Yeah. so that's the that's the bedrock and then everything else is about how, how, how we behave in the light of that fact. And actually, it's, it's just a path towards acting more and more and more in full understanding and knowledge of that basic fact. So, so the more that we sort of uh, understand our link with, I mean, I, you know, I think not just with our fellow humans, but personally, I feel like with all life, with every living thing, the more that we understand our, or, or come to realize and live in the light of our relationship, Um, as part of nature as part of everything else that's where our enlightenment lies and and the day we become fully i don't know merged if you like i don't know what the word is with Mm -hmm. with life with god with you know everything is that's that's the moment of our kind of enlightenment if you like that's that's where it leads that may not be you know now I, you know i just don't know I haven't, I haven't got any answers to that i just strongly believe that the masonic path to enlightenment is the one that leads us to acts towards each other in a way that promotes peace and harmony and and love it's you know it's not not complicated and and right. and, that, and, and, and you know anything that causes division and separation is yeah is is you know that's that's off the path, and everything that creates unity and love and understanding and peace, that's part of the path.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 And so, um, just getting back to Hiram's way, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what what will readers get out of Hiram's way as opposed to um, any other uh, number of books on Freemasonry?
1: I guess, you know the uh, the idea behind all of my books really is that it's just a little something that we can look at every day to yeah. just remind ourselves and inspire us
0: right.
1: to, to to just get through that day. Yeah. Uh, you know, with one with one thought. You know, it's again, it's a it's an idea that's common to all all sorts of religions and paths and you know yogic practices and mm-hmm. all sorts of new age thinking, if you like. Just just this idea of a, of a little daily daily thing to 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 lift us and remind us and yeah you know at the end of the, the day to think did i and if not well, I'll, I'll try again tomorrow right you know, no pressure <laughs> just yeah. just you know easy gentle you know be kind to yourself first of all because because mm-hmm. you right you've got to try and you know the whole point is to learn to be kind to everything else so let's start with ourselves
0: and yeah
1: you know just take it day by day really that's 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 the simple thought behind all of my books
0: really. Right, right. Well, perhaps I should also ask uh, who is Hiram and why is it his way?
1: <laughs> well, again, I mean we know we you know Hiram is held out to us as, Freemason, as freemasons as as you know the, he's he's in our mythology, he's, he's right. the, the sort of creative force behind the building of the temple which of course is it's this, a kind of central symbol in Freemasonry. The building of of the temple at Jerusalem is you know, this great temple. Of, I mean, this great symbol of building the temple of our lives. Um,
0: right.
1: You know, brick by brick. And and Hiram was the sort of creative force. So he's he represents in Freemasonry. He represents the idea of the beauty of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really know much about him as a man. Again, within sort of Masonic mythology, we we. Know that that he, well, we have this story that he chose. Um, I don't know how you put it—a sort of, uh, you know, an honourable death over a dishonourable life. Right. Um, yeah. And there's not there's not much more that we, we know about it really, other than mm-hmm. what he symbolises for us. So so I can't really talk about him as a as a person, but you know, as a symbol, he's he's the guy we have who. We sort of idealize, if you like, you know. He's the mm-hmm. ideal master mason to us. Yeah. So, so Hiram's way is, you know, just just a way of, of sort of linking that idea of of the ideal mason to to where we're going. You know, we, we're also trying to to make ourselves ideal
0: masons. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you, you mentioned um, a few things. That, I mean, I, I think you skimmed over uh, some things of real substance Uh, you you mentioned uh, the creative force or creativity uh, beauty Mm. and Mm -hmm. um, uh, and death uh, before a a life uh, I'm not sure how you phrase it exactly but a life of you know dishonor or Mm -hmm. uh, so perhaps you could just uh, talk a little bit about um, the beauty and and the creative force and then we can come back to mortality perhaps
1: Sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, really know what to say. Again, sort of masonically, we have, we have this idea of, of you know, the th- three aspects of, of divinity, if you like, of, of wisdom, strength, and beauty, yeah. um, and they, you know, they, they sort of make up literally, you know, the pillars of, 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 of creation. They're, they're what.
0: Yeah, wisdom. We
1: suggest yeah. that, that creation is built on.
0: Um, right.
1: And. The, the, and beauty beauty is one of them so so it feels to me that, that one of one of our jobs if you like as freemasons is to is to somehow man, manifest beauty
0: um, yeah. you
1: know, and and i think freemasons naturally feel some kind of affinity to the act of of making you know mm-hmm. we we are you know we we have aligned ourselves symbolically at least with builders you know with mm-hmm. builders of temples and beautiful buildings and and the, the idea of—I mean, for me, it's about the sense of kind of focus and and the way that creativity sort of takes us out of our ego centre, if you like. When when right. we're when when we lost in the act of creation, that you know that's a great secret known known to all creatives, really. That 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 anxiety drops away from us. You know, it's a kind of meditation. The yeah. act of creation is an act of is an act of meditation and i think that's that's a great lesson hidden in the idea of beauty but you know i think also there are lessons in in it for us to think about appreciating the beauty of the world you know the glorious situations that we find ourselves in to Mm -hmm. all this all this time just kind of to take us out of ourselves because i think we we more and more spend a lot of time focused in on our own our own uh suffering and our own you know kind of small lives and we can't begin to to um you know l- understand this sense of oneness if we if we're only focused on ourselves we have to, we have to look out we have to go beyond and i think i think beauty is one of one of the one of the doorways that can can lead us out into the into, into you know the other if you like
0: yes yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah uh, wisdom wisdom strength and beauty and uh you know beauty obviously is that that uh behind it is the idea of contemplation right the, the mm-hmm. medieval intellectus where you contemplate nature or some, mm-hmm. something of beauty yeah. and it, it affects you in some way and sort yeah. of molds you in a way that's compatible or hum- harmonious with the, yeah. the divine. There's, yeah. some, there's
1: something in, in uh, I can't remember the full quote. But there's something in Sonic ritual about you know contemplating the beautiful works of creation, right. leading us obviously to to the Creator. Because
0: yeah,
1: because when when we contemplate the symmetry, the beauty, the order of, of creation, we we are on our minds naturally. If we contemplate fully, our you know our minds are led upwards
0: yeah that's right and uh, you know of course uh, today this is uh, very much uh, being neglected by society you know in Mm -hmm. the medieval period you had the idea of ratio or uh, rational thinking and intellectus this contemplation of beauty that is is meditative and links you to the divine and you kind of absorb in a sense, the divine mind that is embodied in the, the beauty of nature. But mm-hmm. today, of course, we're all focused, or at least we think we're focused on the rational, mostly on mm-hmm. rationalizing. But uh, yeah, so I think probably that's part of the Masonic path to enlightenment, to mm-hmm. use your phrase.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, so, uh, and you mentioned it again, you mentioned uh, sort of mortality. So so how, how does that figure into the Masonic path to enlightenment?
1: Well, I mean, we're taught quite early on in, in Freemasonry that there's more to us than, than this mortal frame.
0: Right.
1: Um, we're taught, taught quite early on in the ritual that, that we can kind of carry within us this divine spark. Um, you know, and again, that's something I learned quite early on. You know, a, a, a sort of perspective, if you like, that I learned quite early on from, from my contact with the Hare Krishnas, in a right. way that's that's a key and very early teaching in the, in the bhagavad-gita that that we're not our bodies yeah you know, our true self is is not physical but spiritual you know but mm-hmm. in the in the gita i can't i can't remember it word for word but you know it says that it says that the true self you know never dies doesn't grow old doesn't can't be burnt or hurt or killed or suffer because because the true self is not is not physical
0: that might be a good place to wrap it up. So, how can people find out more about you and uh, and, and buy the book uh, Hiram's Way: Meditations yeah. on the Masonic Path to Enlightenment?
1: Uh, it's been great, great to talk to you, and really nice to kind of meet you, even though. Oh, likewise. Vicariously, um, <laughs> I look forward to reading one of your books. Actually. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, um, as you mentioned, my I mean, I've got two websites. There's one that's just jauntymarks. Okay and then there's masonicmeditations.com and Hiram's way is available from lewis masonic and all all my other books are available from amazon or from my website
0: great and lewis masonic is lewismasonic.co.uk